0: Are you ready, ready, ready?
1: We ready. <laughs>
0: it's like, I'm, I'm happy to be back in the land of the scarf and the hat and the brisk walk. <laughs> and I'm glad that I missed um, all the downpour and the really super cold.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I, in- I,
0: I, I'm glad you guys warmed it up <laughs> from the bitter cold to, to welcome me back because I think I would have been a little troublesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, we warmed it up just for you because you've been in the island. So to you, this probably feels like winter. <laughs> huh.
0: Well, it feels like winter, but it's also like brisk and like you know. I like cold weather, but I like sunny. So, my ideal place would be a sunny, cold place. So, I don't know if we have that anywhere in the world, but <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Mexico City seemed like any time I went there was sunny and cold. So,
1: yeah, there are some places like that. Um. It's not it, today not here
0: <laughs> did you see the video of the young girls singing at the trump rally
1: i did yes looked, i actually liked
0: it it was like you know a modern pop song it was like peppy and like you know repetitive and it's still stuck in my head kind of song
1: yeah it, um,
0: compared to our national anthem it is modern
1: <laughs> it is modern i it, think
0: it will become our national
1: anthem when uh, in the dystopian future when donald trump uh, takes over the united states uh, It kind of, to me, it kind of felt like a dystopian future kind of song, like, you know.
0: Little girls going, yay, yay, America, (laughs) we take over the world.
1: Yeah. (laughs) A little unsettling way to start my, or to finish off my Thursday night. I saw it last night.
0: Oklahoma residents sue energy companies over earthquake damage. Wait a second. What does earthquake damage and energy companies (laughs) have to do with each
1: other? Yeah, I'm starting to think they should call these companies earthquake companies.
0: Oklahoma has been hit by a swarms of earthquakes over the last few years, and some residents have had enough. Wait, isn't that where they get hit by tornadoes all the time? Yeah. So now it's from the air and the ground? (laughs) I would be pissed, too.
1: Yeah, they don't get a moment's rest. You know, the the air just stops shaking, and then they start to relax, and then the ground starts shaking.
0: (laughs) This week, a group of 14 homeowners in Edmond, Oklahoma, filed a suit against 12 energy companies. Well, they've outnumbered them. 14 people (laughs) over 12 energy companies.
1: Yeah, I think they've got this.
0: Claiming the company's fracking operations have contributed to this uptick in earthquakes. Specifically, the lawsuit targets the company's wastewater disposal wells, claiming that the injection of fracking wastewater into these wells, quote, caused or contributed, quote, to earthquakes and constitute an, quote, Ultra hazardous activity. End quote. Not hazardous. Ultra hazardous.
1: (laughs) Ultra hazardous. It reminds me of uh, watching Law and Order, and they would use the charge uh, depraved indifference. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I I feel like they're getting to that with some of these fracking uh, things they're doing.
0: Now they're not saying that they're they're not focusing on you know the hundreds of earthquakes that have you know shown up all of a sudden. Yeah. In the lawsuit filed in Oklahoma County Court, the residents focus on two earthquakes, a 4.3 and a 4.2 magnitude, that struck Edmond on December 29th and January 1st. Man, it's like, party! <laughs> and keep partying! Yeah. It's like... It's like...
1: <laughs> They're raising the roof at their party and they, they everything's shaking and they think it's the party, but it's an earthquake.
0: And then when you're hungover the next day... Psh- <laughs> The plaintiffs say that they suffered damage from the earthquakes and that the energy companies were, quote, negligent, careless, and reckless, end quote. Man, are they holding anything back?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a lawsuit, so they're throwing as much as they can at him. And they, I mean, these energy companies should have known this info by now. This was just December 29th and January 1st. And we've been talking on this show about how the injection wells are causing earthquakes for, I don't know, months and months.
0: I'd say over a year. Yeah,
1: we're not in the industry and we know about it, so the industry ought to know about it by now. So, yeah, so the wastewater injection has been tied to increased earthquake risk before. The U.S. Geological Survey said in a report last year that many of the earthquakes that have peppered the Midwest since 2009 could be linked to oil and gas companies' practice of injecting their wastewater deep underground. If wastewater is pumped into a fault, scientists think... It could cause the fault to slip, causing an earthquake.
0: Well, I mean, like, basically the fault is, like, two pieces of rock stuck together. And then we pump some oily goo down there, and it's just like, oops, slippery! (laughs)
1: Lubricates us. It's like... And this this reminds me of a quote, uh, The fault lies not in our stars, but in ourselves. (laughs) It's our fault that these earthquakes are happening.
0: Oklahoma has seen a major uptick in earthquakes in recent years. From 91 to 2008, Oklahoma experienced no more than three 3.0 magnitude or higher earthquakes every year. So again, three and the three level. Then in 2009, the state started to see an increase in earthquake activity. In 2014, Oklahoma was the most seismically active state in the lower 48 U.S. states with 585 Quakes. 2015 was even higher with 857 quakes, more than all of the lower 48 states combined. Now, these earthquakes have also spurred other lawsuits in the state. The Oklahoma Supreme Court ruled last year that people could sue oil companies for damages claimed to be caused by earthquakes. That was good news for Sandra Ladra, who sued Tulsa based oil and gas company New Dominion. <laughs> That's their name?
1: Yeah, nothing ominous about that name. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: well, New Dominion LLC, because limited liability company means they're not responsible for anything. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's limited liability. Li- 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 so they're it's like, not we're n-
0: taking over, but we're not responsible.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's right in the name. <laughs> it's in our name.
0: Um, for damages related to a November 2011 earthquake, the Oklahoma Supreme Court ruling means that her case can proceed. And another lawsuit seeks class action status for residents affected by earthquakes in multiple Oklahoma counties.
1: Yeah. Now, I know this may seem like this whole suing over earthquakes may seem like a strange and novel idea to some people, but it's really very basic. If you do business activity and it destroys someone's house, right? like- <laughs> it's not a very complicated. I mean, there is... So, you
0: have to prove it.
1: Yeah, you need the scientists to prove that the industrial activity is causing earthquakes, which they've done. <laughs> so,
0: Well, I mean, besides these companies have made so much money already, if they get sued by some people, they're like, oh, well, you know, that's like the BP oil spill. What was it like? A month of their profit went to pay for the whole oil spill. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, you know, it hurt them tremendously. So
1: speaking of hurting tremendously, (laughs) that's a good segue into this next story. Uh, Leaking methane plume spreading across L.A. San Fernando Valley. This is
0: still happening.
1: Yeah, this is still happening. And there's each I keep each week. I keep wanting to not mention it because it's an old story. But then new stuff keeps happening with it. (laughs) So there's.
0: Well, it's my old story, but it's still happening.
1: Yeah. And the longer it happens, the more bad things happen as a result.
0: I mean, um, last week we mentioned that. Methane is, what, 86 times more damaging to the environment in a 20-year period than CO2, and we're worldwide working on CO2.
1: Yeah, so while everyone is working on decreasing their emissions, suddenly we've got this giant increase uh, in San Fernando Valley. I don't
0: know about suddenly. It's been months.
1: Yeah, it's been months. I guess, you know, a couple months ago it was suddenly. So here's the latest news. Independent researchers reported detecting Elevated methane levels as far as eight miles away from the massive ongoing leak of natural gas from a storage site. I,
0: I actually just think that's like anxiety in people's guts and causing farts. <laughs> yeah. People who live around there. I don't think it's actually the methane.
1: It's their own fear. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's their own fears is causing turmoil and gas in their life.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, something is certainly causing it. My money's on the, the gas rupture.
0: you putting money on that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't have much to put on it, but here we go. A ruptured well at sou- Southern California Gas Co.'s Aliso Canyon, underground facility. Uh, so the latest count is more than 80,000 metric tons of methane into the atmosphere. Since the leak was discovered October 23rd. The release of the powerful greenhouse gas led to the evacuation of thousands of people from the affluent Porter Ranch neighborhood. Oh, that's why we're hearing about it. It's an affluent neighborhood. <laughs> uh, so,
0: And it, it was, I mean, you know. Minor reports of, you know, minor problems like nosebleeds, rashes, headaches, and nausea. Nothing big. You know, if you're rich, that's normal.
1: Yeah, no biggie. Just bleeding out all your orifices because you're breathing in methane. So finding elevated methane levels well beyond Porter Ranch area raises potential health concerns for people living outside the immediate vicinity of the leak.
0: So they, they said, okay, if you're within a mile, it'll hurt you. But beyond that, you're not rich. Yeah. You
1: can live there. <laughs> yeah, but now they're realizing eight miles away, and I've seen the graph online. We can't convey this over the radio waves, but it it, it going to Try. Yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to describe <laughs> it in a thousand words, but it shows you know it, the car drove around with a detector attached to the outside of it.
0: You sure it wasn't the gas from the car?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, no, they've got they've got ways to screen that I out. Know. I mean, Because for most of of the path, there's these teeny little red dots, but then the closer they got to the leak site, it just grows to this giant red line saying, you know, they're really high levels of methane. And there's also other things, too, that may be there, because uh, natural gas often contains trace amounts of other more harmful gases.
0: I mean, methane itself is not considered a health risk. (laughs) It's like all the other junk in it. Yeah,
1: so so whatever... I mean, methane is a health risk, too, but this... They're really concerned about these other things now. Whatever else may be in the gas, benzene, toluene, xylene, you name it. I'm glad you tried to say
0: all that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm glad they didn't have any really long ones in there. I would have botched those. But that is what people may be breathing right now in that area. Even though we're not measuring things other than methane, there is a legitimate concern that there is that other nasty stuff in there. I think nasty stuff is the technical term for those (laughs) chemicals. So these findings challenge assurances from South Coast Air Quality Management District, Regional Air Pollution Control Agency, because they're, they're basically saying, okay, let's evacuate people who are right next to it, and it'll be fine. But eight miles away, and,
0: and really, this is affecting us all over the world, because according to the Environmental Defense Fund, the cumulative methane emissions from this facility to date have the greenhouse gas equivalent on the Earth's atmosphere of burning, wait for this, 800 million gallons of gasoline.
1: Yeah. So that's that's your clean natural gas for you.
0: <laughs> it's like um when I was gone, I ended up talking to some people from Canada and they say the Canadian dollar is taking a dive because the the tar sands industry has collapsed and that was a lot of really high-paying jobs. Yeah. As they were saying that, you know, um, normally a lot of them go for holiday to the Caribbean because their dollar is really strong against the U.S. dollar. But right now it's not because of that. And so I thought that was very interesting that they're, um, you know, they're blaming that. I mean, yeah, I mean, that could be a big part of it, but it's just showing that um, thinking short term is not very good for our economy. Yeah. It's just like
1: it can lead to long term collapses and and that segues right into this next story. Oh I didn't mean to do that, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it actually worked out well though. Coal's decline sends Arch into bankruptcy and activists aiming for its leases. Arch Coal, the nation's second largest coal mining company, filed for bankruptcy on Monday to help shed more than four point five billion dollars in debt.
0: Wait a second. A company can actually operate Four point five billion dollars in debt.
1: Well, yeah.
0: obviously not, but they've been operating for a while and accumulating that debt.
1: Yeah. When I, I go, mean, off- I
0: can't operate with like <laughs> you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I go a couple hundred dollars into debt and people come after me. You know, <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. So, but four point five billion dollars into debts, and so that's why they're filing for bankruptcy. This throws into question the company's current and pending projects, and its effects are expected to ripple across the entire beleaguered industry beleaguered yes the poor long-suffering coal industry it is the largest coal company to file for chapter 11 bankruptcy in the united states following alpha natural resources in august
0: patriot coal also filed for bankruptcy in may
1: oh the patriots
0: second time in three years (sighs)
1: so yeah they can do that uh, I guess so. <laughs> they're doing it. The bankruptcies come. They're There's, not
0: being very patriotic if they're not paying their bills. They're just like saying, whatever, I don't want to pay our bills. Yeah, wait. That's kind of the trend.
1: If they do it three times in a row, it, uh, well, second time in three years, it seems like it's a business model for them. The bankruptcies. Well, it worked for Trump. Yeah, worked for Trump. Works for them. He's
0: like, I've made a lot of money filing for bankruptcy multiple times. Yeah.
1: i filed more bankruptcies in my lifetime than more. Yeah, that's Trump's philosophy. So anyway, the bankruptcy has come as little surprise, given that coal production has sunk to its lowest level in nearly three decades. Aww. So coal coal is actually going down in the U.S. So it's been pushed that way by environmental regulations and increased competition from natural gas and renewable energy.
0: I think it should be the other way around. There really mm-hmm. isn't that much federal regulations. Yeah. There's possibility of federal regulations.
1: Yeah. It's, but really,
0: it's natural gas. Has really, you know, um, knocked it off its throne. Yeah, King King Coal has been knocked off its throne.
1: It's yeah, it's kind of the left hook, right hook. You know, renewables are growing, natural gas is growing, so uh, coal is on its way out.
0: The announcement from Arch Coal has particular implications for the future of America's coal leasing program and critical infrastructure projects, from railroads to coal export. Terminals. The company has pending applications to lease at least 65,000 acres of federal lands for mining, a bid for more than 40 miles of rail extension, a 38% st- stake in the proposed coal export terminal in Longview, Washington, as well as 11 coal mines.
1: Yeah, and if all these coal companies are going bankrupt, it makes no sense to say we're going to do more coal related activity while all the big companies are going bankrupt. So, this also may be important info for local uh, educational institutions that have ties to coal to take note of.
0: Here's a good quote from Jeremy Nichols, Climate and Energy Program Director for Wild Earth Guardians. Quote, I think it's a clear indication that coal is certainly on its way out, and I think it's an indication that this nation needs to get serious about making sure this transition happens as quickly and as orderly as possible, Unquote. Yeah. According to Nichols, this should signal federal regulators to reject the company's pending applications for permits for new coal mines and coal mine extensions on federally owned land. So, yeah. But I mean, I think in bankruptcy, it's really up to the judge. the The judge becomes, you know, the controller and tells them what to do. Yeah. But it also means that they can shed a lot of debt you know they yeah can say oh we don't have the money to pay for this so we so don't know we it anymore.
1: It. <laughs> yeah
0: in good news u.s solar created more jobs than oil and gas extraction over the last year the solar industry added jobs 12 times faster than the rest of the economy which actually is not that special the economy <laughs> is pretty yeah, bad
1: the economy is limping along but solar is booming
0: even more than the jobs created by the oil and gas extraction and pipeline sectors combined. The Solar Foundation released this annual solar jobs census on Tuesday and found for the third straight year the solar workforce grew 20% in the United States. According to the census, the industry added 35,000 jobs, that builds on the 31,000 jobs added the year before and the 23,600 jobs added the year before that. It's incredible," Solar CEO and co-founder Lyndon Rev told Think Progress. The industry employs over 200,000 people, more than the coal industry. The census found that even just the solar install sector employed 77% more, more people than the coal mining industry, so the actual hands-on-the-ground workforce. Yeah. Um, Installers have reported the most job growth by far, with project development, sales, and distribution also rising. Most of these jobs, 83% were new positions, and 65% were in the installation sector. Solar ranked third behind the wind and gas power capacity in 2015, with over 2 gigawatts being added to the grid across several states. Companies expect this trend to continue as costs keep declining over $2 per watt over the last five years. So, yeah. Um, the executive director of the Solar Foundation says, quote, the industry continues to create skilled, well-paying jobs at a really fast quote, clip, end quote. Solar workers in the solar industry, she said, find it easy to rise and be promoted while wages continue to be competitive with similar industries. And solar businesses are employing more women than previous years, 49,775 workers over the last year, which is up from 37,500 the year before. Now, the census did find some percentage decline in racial and ethnic minorities working in the Solar industry: five percent of the workforce is African American, eleven percent Latino, and nine percent Asian Pacific Islander. The absolute numbers did rise, so yeah, it is an industry growing by the speed of light.
1: <laughs> yes, there Just you like go. That. that could be a good motto for it. So, yeah, and it's that's why I would really like to see more people. Transition towards the solar industry and away from the fossil fuel industries. I mean, even if you're just looking at it from a purely business sense, which one has the more long-term prospect?
0: Well, I mean, in my solar classes, um, which I've actually got scheduled one every month locally, um, the best workers that I tr- train are people who have worked in the coal industry. You know, basically, they're high-tech, well-educated. Unemployed, so they want to be retrained in a high-tech...
1: Yeah, high-tech, educated...
0: Industry, so... Yeah. Solar works perfect.
1: Yeah. So it's a good transition for them and for us. (laughs) All right, so let's get into some of these holidays and happenings. we got a lot of happenings coming up. Today is National Hat Day, like me without a hat. (laughs) Saturday is Appreciate a Dragon Day and National Nothing Day.
0: Oh, that kind of contradicts it. Wait... (laughs) Are dragons real or are they nothing?
1: <laughs> That's a good question.
0: Sunday is ditch New Year's resolution day. There's a day for that? <laughs> yeah. Wait, I never even made it to the right day. If you,
1: if you still kept your resolution for 17 days, then your times has out on Sunday.
0: So I'm, what do you call it? We need to open up a place called resolutions. <laughs> yeah. For the first two weeks, it's a gym. For the rest of the year, it's a bar.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right, coming up on Monday, it's uh, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. His birthday is celebrated on this coming Monday.
0: And we celebrate it here on Sunday with a lot of happenings. So yeah. look around and find out. Um, Monday is also Thesaurus Day and Winnie the Pooh Day.
1: Yeah, so we also have, let's see. National Hugging Day is coming up on Thursday, so if you like giving people a hug, then you can give lots of hugs out on it's Thursday. It's
0: also Squirrel Appreciation Day, and I'd <laughs> like to see you try to squ- hug a squirrel. Yeah. The, they're like, they're kind of squirrely.
1: They're squirrely. There are some pretty tame ones on campus, but I don't know if any would let you hug them.
0: <laughs> Have a try. <laughs> <laughs> you could become YouTube famous. Yeah.
1: Like... So, happening, happenings, we've got the Ice Skating Rink fundraiser. That's still going on? It's... On Fridays from noon to 6, and Saturdays and Sundays from noon to 6, looks like. Oh, and it will be open for the holiday on uh, the 18th from noon to 6. It's over at the Town Square East Ice Skating Rink on the 100 block of East Jackson Street. It's right across from Long Branch. We can almost see it here if we lean out from the station. Basically,
0: the whole parking lot downtown, or half of the parking lot, has been made into a skating skating rink. Yeah. That sounds like fun. So... Um, even if you don't skate, come by and watch all the people skate because, you know, it's fun to watch people almost fall on their butt or fall on their butt. <laughs> I mean. Yeah.
1: And maybe you'll learn how. Like, you know, I don't know how to ice skate, so maybe I would watch for a while and learn.
0: Well, there's no ice, so you could probably learn pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, today is the movie and pizza party sponsored by Guy House RSO, which is at Guy House. The movie and pizza party is on the third Friday of each month. This month's feature film is the Hundred Foot Journey.
1: Yeah. Now this looks like they're a...
0: gonna do a whole movie about a hundred feet.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's this really cute story of uh, a chef in France in this you know small French village, and then an Indian chef moves in next door with his family, and so it's the two families competing in their cooking, you know, and they.
0: Ooh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I like food, and I like.
1: It's got a little food. It's got a little romance. It's got some culture. There you go. So hundred foot journey at Guy House tonight.
0: Saturdays, the Carbondale Community Farmers Market, otherwise known as the Winter Farmers Market. Nine until noon at the Carbondale Community High School. The Carbondale Community Farmers Market provides a place for community to gather. And that's part of the fun, is just go there and you get to meet and talk with people. I mean it's the old, um, what do they call it? I don't know, where the farmers the like the go to the feed store and just hang out and talk hmm. and chat. Yeah, like the watering
1: hole where they there go and go. hang out.
0: <laughs> so this is like the modern version where you can meet the faces of agriculture and get the tastes of all Southern Illinois has to offer. And so that is 9 until noon at the Carbondale Community High School inside. Yes. It I'm is just... the winter farmer's market.
1: Yes, that's a good deal. Also coming up this weekend, the New Humanist Forum, "Achieving Happiness Through Harmony." That sounds like a good idea. That's coming up on Sunday at twelve fifteen p.m. at the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship, and it's the uh, presented by Robert De Phillips. "Achieving Happiness Through Harmony," and uh, that's coming up at uh, yeah twelve fifteen on Sunday at the Unitarian Fellowship. You do not have to be a member; it's open to everybody
0: dr martin luther king community celebration i like saying community
1: <laughs> yeah we've got sort of a game where we try to figure out how many times you can say community on the show <laughs>
0: you're not supposed to tell people our <laughs> game <laughs> yeah sunday that's january 17th at 4 p.m at the carbondale civic center the 17th annual dr martin luther king jr community celebration will be held at the carbondale civic center at 4 p.m. on Sunday, the theme for this year's celebration is We who believe in freedom shall not rest until it comes. The celebration will include music, interpretive dance, readings, and a special performance by Jeff McGoy. Now, the part that I'm excited about is the Community Choir. Mm, yes. The Community Choir will perform under the direction of Pat York, accompanied by the Southern Illinois West African Drum Ensemble. The public is invited to participate in this choir. There has been some rehearsals, but they say you can pick up the song at one rehearsal.
1: Yeah, and there are two left, so there is still enough time to get to one of them. The next one coming up is the Rock Hill Missionary Baptist Church on the corner of Marion and Monroe Streets in Carbondale. That one will be on Saturday at 10 a.m. to 1045 a.m. And the final rehearsal will be at the Civic Center right before the event on January 17th at 3.45 p.m. And I made it to one of the rehearsals already. It's a really fun song, really empowering. It is a pretty quick one to pick up for newcomers.
0: Now, show up. The public is encouraged to bring a canned or box food item donation for the food pantries of Southern Illinois. Again, that's on Sunday. Um... It says it's at 4 p.m., but refreshments will be served beginning at 3.30, and then the choir practice is even, um, what do you call it, is at 3.45. I'll bet people will start showing up at about 3.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So
0: if you would like to be part of the community celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and the event is We Who Believe in Freedom... Shall not rest until it comes.
1: On yes, Sunday. On Sunday. Also coming up next week we have the Transportic Playground on Tuesday at eight PM at Guy House. This is a place on the on the first and third Tuesdays of each month. People get together and share some poetry. It's eight PM Tuesday at Guy House.
0: On Wednesday at Guy House Yoga will resume with a laughter yoga session. Wait a second. I thought yoga was, like, super serious. Nobody's (laughs) supposed to crack a smile. It's just, like, really extraneously painful. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, now you can get all those myths about yoga dispelled by going to the Laughter Yoga at Guy House on Wednesday at 5. Also coming up on next Wednesday, Carbondale unifying our community. It's a town hall meeting that's coming up on Wednesday at 6 p.m. at the Civic Center.
0: And mark your calendar for two events, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. One is the Kitchen Gadget Swap at the Co-op Community Room. And then Chris Mahana... <laughs> <laughs> you almost got it. I had it in my mind and said right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Chris Mahana <laughs> just like Saturday the 23rd at 6 p.m. at Guy House. It's going to be music and uh, presentation by Free Again. And uh, we'll have more details on that next week. But we'll get it on your calendar now for you to know that it's coming up.
0: Thank you very much for um, warming up the place for me to come back. Um, I look forward to seeing everybody and getting all the warm holiday hugs that I missed when I was gone.
1: So, <laughs> Yes, so we will see you next week on the radio.